This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 16th of December. Flux fam, just a heads up that next week is our last for the year. And our last show for the year will be on Thursday the 22nd of December. We have loved spending 2022 with you and already can't wait to share an even bigger and better 2023 with you. Hey man, speculation is rife that David Jones is on the verge of a Christmas handover (laughs) to new ownership. Oh, Get this, the private equity firm Anchor Capital is expected to buy DJs over the next week or two. And I might say it sounds like a bit of a bargain city. There are estimates in the range of just $120 to $150 million for the sale. A far cry from over $2 billion that it was sold for 10 years ago. Three budget stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, the administrator of Deliveroo Australia has revealed that Deliveroo never turned a material profit in Australia and that accumulated losses of more than $120 million this year. Well, we were. I just did not see that coming. So what is happening here? Some background, Jazzy Boy. During COVID lockdowns, delivery companies were living their best life. So no surprises here. Deliveroo Australia experienced a major jump in revenue during 2020 and 2021. But Brett, as Nelly Furtado says, all good things come to an end. And in November this year, Deliveroo announced it was ending its operations in Australia. Which meant 121 Australian staff, 15,000 riders would be out of work. And now Deliveroo's administrator, Cordamenta, has revealed that Deliveroo was losing $3 million in cash a month around the time of its demise and owed $123 million in intercompany loans. So it's no surprise that its UK parent company withdrew its financial support of its subsidiary, Deliveroo Australia. So what is the key learning here? An overly reliant subsidiary can become a big problem for a battling parent company. When a subsidiary relies heavily on funding from their parent company, it creates major attachment issues. (laughs) Yep, it often creates a dependent that limits the subsidiary's ability to make its own decisions and operate independently. If the parent company runs into financial difficulties, it may not be able to provide the necessary funding to its subsidiaries. And when these two factors combine with the infamously thin unit economics of Mm -hmm. the food delivery industry, it can get pretty ugly. So when the parent turns the tap off, Mm -hmm. the child or subsidiary just needs to be able to stand on its own feet. For our second story, Amcal owner Sigma Healthcare is keen to ramp up competition with rivals after a revamp of Sigma's very own chemist chains. Here comes player three, Mm -hmm. Jazzy Boy. What's going on here? Okay, so similar to the food industry, Brett, the pharmacy industry became very much in vogue during 2020 and 2021. The retail giants saw this and acted. West Farmers acquired Priceline's owner, Australian Pharmaceutical Industries, last year. But now, Sigma wants to carve out a new niche in the sector. And they want to do it by reducing their broad portfolio of small pharmacy brands. And they'll just be sticking with the Amcal and discount drugstore brand names. And Brett, to win market share, Sigma's plan is to differentiate its Amcal and discount drugstore brands from Chemist Warehouse and Priceline. So Sigma's new ambition is to create a third option for customers through a focus on holistic healthcare and highly experienced staff. So what is the key learning here? To stand out in a crowded market, you need to find your own niche. We know that brand differentiation is important because it helps a brand stand out from its competitors and establish its own unique identity in the market. This can make a brand more memorable to consumers. Now, Brett, we know the pharmacy industry is highly competitive. There are many different pharmacies offering similar products and services. Here in Australia, Chemist Warehouse and Priceline, they've already pretty much locked themselves in as the market leaders in this space. So Sigma's hoping it can carve out its brand to become the go-to destination for Aussie-seeking holistic natural health 
for our third and final story. Binance Australia has been fined more than $2 million for sending millions of spam emails as the company fights for its dear life. How about that for timing, Brett? Tell me more about this. All right, so yesterday we spoke about how Binance had been whacked with major customer fund outflows over the last couple of days. But now the Australian Communications and Media Authority, or ACMA, has issued a fine against Binance Australia. You see, ACMA found that Binance Australia sent more than 5.7 million commercial emails over a six-month period up to March 2022. And these emails required people to either opt out by logging into an account or there was no way to unsubscribe. I hate those emails. <laughs> and Brett, ACMA said those emails broke Australia's spam app. So what is the key learning here? Spam emails are illegal in many countries because they often constitute unsolicited commercial communications. You see, spam ain't great because it often contains either misleading information or even sometimes fraudulent claims. Now, here in Australia, strict anti-spam laws have been in place since 2003. But this year, ACMA introduced a chunky crackdown against companies that rely on blasting out emails and texts to attract new customers. Interestingly, Jazzy Boy, it's the third major fine this year from ACMA. In September, Latitude Financial was fined one and a half million bucks for sending more than three million unsolicited messages to its customers. And Sportsbet was hit with a $3.7 million fine for similar reasons. But for Binance, all this as it also endures the collapse of the global crypto market and the fallout from the FTX Mm. scandal. Fluxan, as mentioned off the top of the pod, next week is our last week of the pod for the year. We have loved every minute of this year with you and can't wait to see what 2023 has in store. We've got some big plans and surprises for next year and we can't wait to share them with you. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday. 